Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Are you on Clubhouse? This is Dr. G. I am too. You know what? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory or you can put in at Podcasting MD. See you there. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. Dr. G is back again from Guam and this time in the office because I was having some issues with connectivity on the porch. So I want to make sure that you get every single nugget that comes out of the show and from our awesome guest today. So I said, you know what? We won't have the beautiful background, but we're going to have awesome, awesome audio. So here we go. So Lorianne Ainsworth is here with us today, and she's going to tell you all about who she is and what she is up to, because she's up to a lot. Hi, Dr. G. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here. Um, So let me tell you about me and all the things that I've been up to. So when I started listening to your podcast, and I just love what you're doing, love what you're talking about being a fearless freedom fighter and doing everything without burnout, I was like, I have to be on this show, right? (laughs) I said, also talking about wellness and all of these things is what I live and breathe every day. So I'm a mom of two. I'm from Jamaica. If you know, I'm sure everyone's hearing the similar accents going on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you have a lost years, all these years, right? But, you know, um, I haven't it come out more prominent when I talk to another Jamaica, though. <laughs> I was listening to one of your episodes. I was like, okay, wow, well, you left a long time ago, but you still have the accent. So that's amazing. But um, yeah, so I'm here in Jamaica and I'm an entrepreneur. I also help entrepreneurs. I'm the CEO of one of Richard Branson's centers out here that helps entrepreneurs. But I'm also doing my own thing because I am an entrepreneur at heart. So I help coaches to get clarity and focus direction so that they can stop burning out and they can simplify business. And that's what I'm all about right now, helping people to simplify and thrive, building a business without the burnout. That's awesome. Because burnout is definitely something that is ubiquitous. I mean, you talk about it in, you know, the coaching world, business world. I talk about it a lot in medicine and I've talked about it with, you know, with individuals on the show about motherhood. I mean, it's like such a ubiquitous thing. So I'm super happy that you're doing work toward the end of this, because this is like something that we all need assistance with. So how, how do people find you? Like, how do they seek you out? Well, you can find me at my website. It's laurianainsworth.com. I'm also on Instagram, Ainsworth or Thriving CEO Co. So nice, that's what we nice. can find me. Yeah. Love it. Love <laughs> it. So how did you get into this? Like you have to tell us that story because that I'm sure is a very interesting backstory. Yeah. So my backstory starts with burnout. So 
I was in the corporate world. So my background is in corporate. I was a marketing executive working with major companies here in Jamaica and financial institutions and fast moving consumer goods. And I was burning out. I was like going, going, going. And then what tipped it was when I became a mom and that balancing act of not just being a mother, but being a new mother, you know, new to the game, trying to figure out how do I manage all of this? And I remember one of my my managers was like, you know, the best way that you can do really great at your job is get a stay at home um, nanny and stay at work late and do really well at your job. And I was just like, that can't be it. I was like, that can't be it. So I took a leap. I was like, I'm coming out of corporate and I'm going to be an entrepreneur because I want freedom. Yes, yes, there is freedom. <laughs> yeah, I want in it. freedom. <laughs> and everybody who's an entrepreneur knows that, like, that is, that's a dream, but it's not what, it's not a picture that everybody paints, right? So it came with a lot of work. It came with more work. It came with late nights. And long and short is I burnt out so bad. I became pregnant with my second child. I was now mom of two, trying to run a business, recognizing that you have to pay employees first before you can pay yourself. Money in the business is not money in your pocket. Right. And I had to get other jobs at this point, right? So I was burning myself out. And I got into the world of entrepreneurship where I was now using my marketing skills to help other entrepreneurs to grow their businesses. And that led me down just working with more entrepreneurs, helping them, mentoring, training. And I started working with programs, developing programs. Many, many years later, um, I started to work with the Branson Center and I became a CEO. <laughs> and nice. in between that, though, I was the point at which I burnt out, I stopped everything. I became a health coach. I started going into lifestyle that would support me. I became a yoga a yogi. And I realized that I was doing that for myself. I wasn't doing that for anyone else. But I felt like there had to be this mix, you know, this blend of you can have a life, you can grow a successful business, and the two can come together. And that's where I am now. Awesome. That's such a great story. <laughs> so, Thank you know, there, there's so many points along the road, though, where I am sure that fear played a role. Like, for example, when your um, superior says something like, supervisor says something like, you need a stay-at-home nanny, right? And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> there had to be fear when you're like, okay, I'm going to walk away from this because this is not right. What, 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 what got you to the point yeah. where you were, you, were, you were actually like, did you just draw a line in the sand and say, you know what? No, my, I'm not going to let my family like suffer for this, for a job, right? Mm -hmm. Or to mix up, what do they call it again? They say, um, they have an acronym for job. It's kind of funny. It's like, uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> just over broke, just over broke, right? Because oh, basically oh, yeah. you, are, you are basically advancing somebody else's dream when you are working for somebody else, right? I mean, okay. Yes. I still work for somebody else, but not for long. <laughs> but, exactly. you know, so <laughs> the goal is not to anymore. So, you know, um, you, so you got to this point where this individual told you this kind of striking comment, you know, made a striking comment. And, you know, now you're like, okay, well, this is what I went to school for. This is my, like, you know, this is the money that is coming in on a regular basis. You know, you the paycheck coming in and you're like, uh, and now you have to make a complete change. So there had to be fear associated with that. Man, there was so much fear. 
when I think back at that moment so many years ago, I wonder how I actually did it because here I was a new mother and I'm leaving a job and you know, children come with bills. Yes, they right? do. There's a so much <laughs> yes, unknown. And I'm like, people are like, are you crazy? And I was basically starting over. But what drove me was I had to try it because I would regret not. I would like the thought of being stuck in this situation. I'm like, is this what you want for your life? Is this what you want? You like just want to have that job that is going to pay the bills. You're not going to see your family. You're not going to do the things you want. And I was like, no. And so I'm taking the leap. I jumped. I got bruises when I jumped because it was not easy. Right. But I had to. I had to draw that line. Wow. No, that's, that's encouraging. And it's, it yeah. seems like the thing that got you through that particular fear was your baby. Yeah. <laughs> My baby that's got, got me you through that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what? I think there was this like, I think mothers, and I, I'm sure fathers too, but I can only speak from a mother's perspective. Like when you become a mom and you, you have so much more courage, like you, you care less about other things, some external things, because you just have this driving force, like, oh my gosh, I have this thing. I have to look after this thing mm-hmm. and I want to create a legacy and I want to do these things that will make my child proud of me, you know? Oh, yes, that was definitely. it for me. Yeah, that was it. No, that's, that's and- good. That's good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's so funny how like you say that because it, it's true as a mom, like the, the why is definitely going to be the cherubs, right? I mean, it's like, no matter what, uh, even when you feel like, oh man, I can't do this anymore, or this is just too hard, too many stumbling blocks. You're still like, okay, wait, but the reason why I'm doing this is because they, you want them to have a better life. Like you don't want them to suffer. Uh, so yeah. yeah, no, that's, that's a powerful one. That's a powerful why. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad that, that worked out because man, you know, that's, it's a scary move. It's a scary move to go from like the regularity Nothing. of the to, to the opposite of that. Right. And then, and then, so now you're like, okay, so now you're, you're in business and you're realizing all the things that come along with business. Like I never knew, and nobody told me this, right? Nobody said that when you start a business and when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be ready for failure to happen, right? Because the failure yeah. is not, failure is not failure. Failure is like lessons to be learned, okay? And so nobody tells you this. And so you go in and you have like these rose-colored glasses because you're thinking, yeah. yes, man, I am done with the W-2. I don't know what they call in Jamaica, but you're done with the salary and you're like going to have your own money now and you're in control and it's going to be awesome. And so basically that's really not what happens. Normally what happens is the business has a lot of bumps in the road, right? You have, you know, you have issues with whether if you do it a product, you have supply issues, perhaps you may have like capital issues, right? You might have to find yeah. capital to fund the business. You may find that you try a project and it doesn't work. And then you have to go back to the drawing board. You may find that, you know, um, you just wake up one day and you're just like, why am I doing this? And you want to quit. Like these things happen. Right. And nobody tells you that right? they don't tell you that, you know, they don't know. Like, well, I, at least Jeff Bezos does yeah. talk about this. He's like, look, man, don't think that you're going to just come out the gate and have this successful multi-million dollar business. When I, for five years, lost money 
on books so that Amazon <laughs> could be the behemoth that it is right now. Like, you know, yes. no, nobody yeah. listens to that. Nobody like realizes that. And so like, I talk to people who are like, oh yeah, I'm an entrepreneur and I just started this business. And I'm like, I've been in it for two years. I haven't had success. I'm like, okay, well hang in there. Right. Cause you got more years. You have more years. Keep going. Like don't quit. And people always seem to think that, you know, if it doesn't work out, like right away, if it doesn't work out within it's a year or to. they've put money in and things are still not happening, that it's not going to happen. No, no. You have to still go because you just never know when you're right around the corner from that major breakthrough. And I think that's the thing that's like both thrilling and um, kind of scary about entrepreneurship yeah but <laughs> truly it is like and and i'm sure you you probably feel this way every entrepreneur that i've talked to they all feel that freedom that you described like they're like you yeah. know what you know maybe i'm at that point in my business where we're not making the, the money like i'd like to make but there is a freedom that's going to come with that because i have full control over what's happening so you know yeah. there's so there's some fear with yeah. that, right? You go into something Absolutely. that is not, you're not used to it. We don't, we're not taught that in school. In school, we're taught you study hard, you do, you do a career, and then you go do Get that a job. job retire, right? I mean, that's what you're taught. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. in entrepreneurship, it's like you do the thing, you try the thing, you readjust your course correct, you try again yeah. and try again and try again until something hits or something sticks. Oh, right. So it's very different. And we're exactly. not used to it. We're not used to that thought. We're process. not. And, and we're not taught that, you know, and that's the thing. Entrepreneurs aren't business people necessarily. So like, you don't have to be a business person. You don't have to be like, you don't have to be a CEO who knows how to run a business because you're an entrepreneur. And that's the thing. Like when people get into business, they automatically assume like, oh my gosh, I should know all of these things. And you don't. And it's okay to not know. You have to ask the questions. You have to seek support, right? And it is a process of jumping taking your idea, pivoting, validating, you know, making tweaks along the way. It may not take everybody five years. No, no, succeed, no. I'm not saying that, but, but I'm saying yeah, it's, yeah, not, no. it's not unreasonable. It's like, not, um, the IRS yes, actually expects that your business is going to fail within the first five years. Yes, and it will. I mean, trust me, I work with so many entrepreneurs. It's like, if you, if you have, I think that we need to glorify more failure failure so to speak because that's what's going to teach you the lessons right and that applies whether you're an entrepreneur in your personal life every time that you fail at something it's just teaching you okay don't do it that way <laughs> okay don't do it that way right but we take failure so personally yes. that it cripples us and it's a fear of failure and you know we should be like go do that thing that scares you don't be afraid if fear is there great keep going you know right. that's what's going to fuel you and that's what we need to do more of, especially women in yes, business. Yes, especially us. Uh, women entrepreneurs. Yeah, oh, we need to be the ones doing that. Yeah, I don't know. And, and the crazy part about it is like, when you look at the world data, there are more women who are entrepreneurs than men. But you just don't see us like, you know, and it's crazy. You don't see us like in those categories. I mean, Jeff Bezos and, and those guys are like in a completely different category over everybody else. But I'm just saying yeah. like, you know, you don't see us as much in those, you know, in the forefront, like showing that this is possible and this can be done. But I mean, I mean, you go to all of these countries all over the world and there are women who have like a shop or they have like, they're selling cloth or this, I mean, they are entrepreneurs and it's just so nuts that, you know, we don't take more, um, I don't want to say charge of it, but we don't like 
own it more, you know? It's we like, actually, we're entrepreneurs. I don't know. I don't, I, we don't. And you know what? It's interesting that you say that you're noticing that because being in the entrepreneurship space, more women start up, but less are scaling their business. And mm. I've been trying to understand why. I'm sure there's a lot more research out there, but women, we have a tendency to have so much going on in our lives, especially when you become a mother, you're a wife, you're a sister, you're this, you're that. And we spread ourselves so thin, we try to bootstrap everything instead of getting support and help and also taking care of ourselves that we just, we just make enough. And I'm not saying that's true of every woman, obviously, because we have very successful female um, business owners and CEOs and founders, but you know, the statistics show that women are less women are scaling those businesses. So we do need to find, we need to support more women to take that leap and to, to move past that fear of scaling the business and, you know, taking on investment, if that's what's needed, taking on a team, if that's what's needed, but we need that. We need to put that more in the forefront. We need more women who are scaling their businesses and doing more, um, yeah <laughs> no I agree with you and it's funny that you should talk about that whole thing about you know um I think there's a lot of fear associated with scaling and I will I'll just tell you quickly my story so so I have a media company associated with the podcast and uh last year I was pushed I will say I was pushed by a good friend of mine uh Dr. Claiborne she pushed me to start a podcasting course. So I was like, all right. Because she was like, look, you're telling people, you're giving enough away free information all the time. You might as well just put together a course and st- start selling it. So that's yes. the first thing, right? So a lot of times we have ideas, we have things that we have a value that can be monetized that we do not do it, right? So that was, that was my number one issue, right? So I didn't monetize in this way. So finally, I pushed myself to do it. She pushed me. I did it. We started a podcasting course last year. We had the podcasting course running a couple of times and it was quite successful, right? We had people come through and we had podcasts that were developed as a consequence of it. And it felt great. Okay. Then she's like, all right, so you did that. Now I'm going to push you because to do something else, I'm going to push you to actually have like a service where you can do it for people. So like if somebody is too busy to take the course, they can just do the done for you. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I went through, developed the whole thing. You know, we pushed through, we said, all right, you know, and we did all the marketing and everything. And the thing was a complete flop, right? Nobody took it. Nobody did it. And so I was, uh, of course, now I'm like, okay, see what happened when you scale up? You see there? You see when you try to do something different? And so that <laughs> was like my first thought. Yeah. But then my husband said to me, he was like, you know what? You always try to run a business without putting any money in it. He, he told me that all the time. He's like, how you can run a business with no capital? Like that doesn't make any sense, right? Because in his mind, he's thinking like larger scale because his company is like a larger scale company. So he's like, you know, you can't possibly expect to be successful if you don't put some money in it. So I said, okay. So he challenged me there and I was like, okay, I'm going to put money into this. And so I was so afraid to put money into the business, to hire a team, to get people to help me, to be more 
essentially be more productive because now yes. it's like you hire the team and yes, it might be a little bit of a sacrifice at the beginning, but what happens is things run smoother. You're able to do more and then you can focus more on the creative side. And so that was my fear and my hang up. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. What if it don't, you know, uh, you know, the whole thing. And so now I am like, oh my God, why didn't I do this sooner? I mean, it just makes so much of a difference when you have people who this is what they do this is their area of expertise like if for me i don't mind getting in front of the camera i don't mind getting in front of the mic that that's what i do my team they're fantastic at what they do and so it just makes everything work together so much better and so Mm -hmm. that was my hang up on my fear so (laughs) i know and i'm glad you said that because that's exactly what happened to me And what happens to so many people that I work with, which is why I was like, okay, look, you need to focus in your zone of genius. When you're in your zone of genius is when you are going to be productive. So if it's being in front of the camera or on the mic, that is where you are going to thrive, right? That is where you're going to do your best. And you're going to allow the people who do well at the editing or building the website or the WordPress, let them do that. Because when you spend two hours trying to figure out the WordPress thing, it means that you have no time to do the camera thing or whatever right. it is that you're great at. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, this business is, takes too much effort. I'm not going to do this, right? So that is why I think niching down, one, getting really focused on what is it that I can offer to this world? And then what am I good at? And what can I do that's going to allow me to focus on my content, focus on the products and services, deliver it so I can show up confidently. I can, I can do this thing to the best of my ability. And that is so important because when you're not confident about what you're doing, because you're spreading yourself too thin, you're not going to show up. You're not going to add value. You're not going to get results. And so I just think it's so important what you just said, stay in your zone of genius and like really own it. Yeah, man. It's, it's such a, um, that that energy and that vibe is is real. People don't um people don't appreciate that. That's why the whole like you know they talk about as an entrepreneur how you must work on your mindset. I mean it's so important because of that, right? So it's like it's it it catch actually came down to my money mindset was very negative, right? And so I had to really work on that and my vibrations about money. And then once I got my mind around that, I was able to be like okay. I just need to let go and let this, let this happen. Just let it go. Just let it go. The money goes out. The money will come back in. Like there's, there is energy associated with it. And if I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. That's going to prohibit my abundance. And so, yeah, no, it's totally, totally the case. And yeah, what you're saying is absolutely right on because (laughs) man, that being in your zone of genius is way more comfortable and you can do a lot more. And you can yeah. actually help to advance the business even more than when you're like tinkering around with the WordPress or tinkering around with the Canva to make the perfect graphic when somebody could do it in like two seconds and be done. And it's fantastic. So yeah, yeah exactly. no, totally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it helps you with the burnout because when you're trying to bootstrap and do everything by yourself, when you are um, not in that zone of genius and you're trying to figure the things out, it's taking you forever. You're not being productive. And it just makes a world of difference on everything. When you can actually, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know how to describe it to other people when you don't experience it, 
when you're doing that bootstrapping and you're trying to figure it out on your own, you don't realize that you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're doing a disservice to the people that you need to show up for. Even though you think that, you know, you're saving money or you're saving time, you're paying for it. You're paying for it with your lack of productivity. You're paying for it with your time, all of that. So it's so important to get clarity on your niche and just really be in that space so you're focused. No, absolutely. That is so true. I hope everybody's listening to this. (laughs) (laughs) These are gems, okay? These are like (laughs) gems being dropped here. Oh my gosh. Awesome. No, this is amazing. And so like... um, you have clients mostly in Jamaica, is that correct? Or all over the Caribbean? Oh, actually, well, with the Branson Center, our clients are Caribbean. But okay. for me personally, with my business, it's actually people all over the world. I actually have very few clients here in Jamaica, surprisingly. So oh, I work. Wow. Yeah. Wow, no, that's cool. That's yeah. Neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just so love I... the internet for that reason. <laughs> I am telling you, let me tell you, you know what? That's one of the other things, you know. And being from a small, a smaller place compared to the United States and everywhere else, you realize that the internet just allows you to move past that, that fear of I'm small or I'm in a my, my the ability to reach people is it's not limited. And that's something that growing up with my age, we were limited at one point when the internet wasn't there, so forth. Yeah, but you know, the world is our oyster now. So I'm here in Jamaica, and I'm I have clients around the world. So that's fantastic. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 such a powerful thing because you know, like I was in Michigan for a long time, and then we moved to Guam. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I was still, we still can't do this. Like we can still chat and do the. I mean, still run all the businesses and everything from Guam. So and all because of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and now this time in the world, I'm at home. My kids are at home. I'm working from home. My team is working from their home. Right. So, you know, let's say internet. <laughs> no, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. Definitely, definitely grateful for it. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we had such a fantastic conversation and you dropped some incredible pearls. And thank you for sharing your story about fear and how you transitioned from, I'm going to say W2 because most people understand that, but salaried RW2 to entrepreneurship and um, the impetus that pushed you there, the, um, the anchor that kept you there. Uh, so thank you for sharing that story because it's very powerful. And I know it's going to encourage those who are listening to the podcast. And so now we are at that point in the show where you want to tell them again, like how you spell out the, how you spell out your last name so they can know for sure, like where to get your website, where to find you. Yes. So let me spell my full name because, you know, yeah. I, we always have the ands in, in our names in Jamaica. I don't know why. Yeah. So L'Oreal, it's L-A-U-R-I-A-N-N-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H. And to make it easy, you can just go to thrivingceo.co. Okay. All right. Thrivingceo.co. I can find you yeah. and I'm looking for you. All right. So now um, we have a tradition on the show, and this is the fill in the blanks. And so are you ready? Lorianne, you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. I am. All right. Good, 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 good. All right. So the first one is if I am fearless, I will. If I am fearless, I will be free. Yeah, I will, I will be free. I'll be living, not existing. Yeah. 
I love it. Love it. Living, not existing. Oh, that's good. All right. And then to me, fearless freedom means. To me, fearless freedom means doing things that scare me. So even though it's, I'm doing things that scare me, I don't think fearless means that it's not scary, but I'm doing it anyways. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. Oh, my battle cry is I can, I will watch me. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you to try. I appreciate you. And it's so nice talking to another Jamaican, man. Oh my God. I feel like, (laughs) I mean, my mom is, of course, and I talk to her every day, but you know, you know, it's different. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on the show, Dr. G. I really appreciate it. And yes, it's so nice to hear the Jamaican on the other side doing amazing things. You've just been doing amazing. Thank you so much. 